welcome to the Joyful Miles podcast, where we're all about inspiring others to enjoy life one mile at a time. It is another ladies' night, so you know some things <laughs> might get crazy. Who's going to sing the song with me, ladies? It's, it's, oh, it's ladies' night, and the feeling right. <laughs> ladies' night, oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just sit here and I'll clap for you guys. For you guys. <laughs> Heather, you have a better voice than we do. (laughs) Come on, you need to be helping us out here. Okay, yes. Hi, everybody. Today, uh, we have me, Laura, and we have Jackie again. Hello, Jackie. Hello, everyone. And once more, we have Heather Jurgensen in the house. Hey, guys. I'm like a bad penny. I keep turning up. Yeah, <laughs> we love you. A lucky penny, a shiny lucky penny. <laughs> Who looks very pretty today, by the way. Yes, got the shoulders. Every up. once in a while, I kind of clean myself up. <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a little summer top going on with some sexy shoulders showing. and Showing I off like, my sunburned shoulders, yep. <laughs> I look like a drowned rat from wet hair from working out. <laughs> and I got the gray Star Wars shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's like I don't know you, Jackie. I don't know you anymore. Like, why are you wearing that? We complain to... so much about the Star Wars gray shirt, and now you love it. It's like I don't yeah. know you anymore. Well, I went to see Solo today, so I had to wear my Star Wars gear, so I look the part. So. Oh, I had a specific reason. It's a good call. What? Which it was a good movie, by the way. If anyone's looking, it's a it. very good movie. It, it is a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. Yes, I haven't seen it but I will. Okay. So, uh, what are we here to talk about? Ladies, we have a lot on our plate tonight. Don't we? we have so many with things we want to touch base on. Um, today we are talking about running basics, right? Is that yes. it? Yes. All right. Heather has recently, um, going through the certification pro- uh, process through the road runner club. Did I say that correctly, Heather? Runner, I don't yeah, have my road, notes. <laughs> I always have to look at it. Roadrunners Club of America. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't have my notes in front of me. Right. And that was a, a long process, difficult process she went through earlier this year. So we want to bring her on to talk about getting the certification and what inspired her to do so and what this means for her. And also she is going to spend some time going over some running basics for those of you who might be like us. You're either you're a newbie runner or you're someone who's been running for a while and you still don't know truly what a fartlek is. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. We're going to talk about it today. So a lot to go through. Um, Jackie, we have some new reviews though. Jackie, Rob, and I. And I didn't even notice them until I went in. They're always such a blessing. We truly thank the time that it takes for um, people to read them. Jackie, do you have them up or do you want me to... If you can read them, that would be great, just because I, I don't have them. All. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> first, right on the May 16th, uh, new to the UK, uh, gave us five stars and said that we are fun and informative. Thank you Thank so you. much for that. Uh, we also had a review from um, J.D. Frederick, who I am guessing that is John Duffy. Thank you, John. And he says, this is one of my favorite podcasts. If you like to run and laugh, this is your podcast. I have not met them yet, but Laura, Jackie, and Rob were the inspiration to sign up for my first Disney event, the Star Wars Half, and enter the New York City Marathon. I can't wait to run. 
the House of Mouse. And I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at the meetup at the boardwalk. Uh, this was for Star Wars. And we did get to meet John. So oh, he's so nice. That's he is, so cool. He's, he's the one that took all the pictures, Heather. Yeah. 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 I, I, I kind of have, have interacted with him through the, the Facebook pages, too. So, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's like a cool dude. He yeah, he's so a sweet. total, total sweetie. Uh, Kayla Swoop also said, um, the Joyful Mouse podcast is the perfect motivation to get me through any run. I love the recaps to relive all of my favorite Run Disney race weekends. Their upbeat attitude is so contagious. It always makes me smile and sing. Please keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much, Kayla. And we know that you recently went through um, eye surgery, and we're glad to see pictures of you back out and running. So thank you very much. And, and just anyone listening, if you have a second, we truly would appreciate, you know, if you would subscribe, re rate, and review us. Um, it does help. And it puts the biggest smile on our faces. If you could see us now, we're beaming. So thank you very much. I'm smiling too, and it's not even my review. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jackie, you ready to right. leap into this chat with Heather? Sounds good. Well, Heather, first of all, what prompted you? My question, I have some questions for you. <laughs> um, I, have, what, I, have to, I have to stop you right there because, because my son is, has oh. been saying, and, and it's been funny because he's like, mom, I have one question. That's one. Like, no, no, you don't. You don't have one question. I just know it. So I'm sorry that when you said that, I'm like, you do you have one question? <laughs> just one. All right. I may have multiple <laughs> and they might be like part A, B, C, D. Right but, there you um, what, what, like, you know, cause you've been a runner with us. We did the Disney or Avengers half weekend together. And like, what made you go from just, you know, running probably like us, maybe a little more competitive than us, but like what made you want to take it the next step and become a coach? You know, it, it's, it is a process of osmosis. I think it's just been years and years and years of absorbing information. And if you were to ask me, I, I can say, well, you know, I know this information. If you asked me where I heard it, I couldn't tell you. I've just <laughs> learned so much along the way. And I feel like it started to come back around um, and you know, as recently as this past week, I did a live show and someone, someone asked me, well, what would you say, what would your, what would be your tips for a first time triathlete? I'm like, oh, that gets into a whole different conversation. And so it's, people are asking these questions, you know, what do I, you know, what's your favorite pair of shoes? It's like, okay, that's not the right, that's not the question we need to answer. It's what's the right pair of shoes for you? You know, so I see all of these questions over and over and over again, and I would find myself tearing my hair out. It's like someone needs to say and just take this person and guide them to where they're going to stay healthy and injury free throughout their running journey, especially a new runner. And, um, and these were questions. And honestly, these were questions that I was asking when I started out. Now, not a lot of people now know this, but I backed into running from triathlon because I was more into swimming and then I added on the triathlon and then I kind of got rid of everything else and now I'm just running. Um, so really triathlon was a passion for a long time. So I learned a lot about multi-sport stuff when I started into running and we talked about this with the another mother runner, um, all of that background. 
I was learning so much along the way from them and they had coaches on hand and they've had several coaches throughout the years and each coach has a different style. So as I learned, you know, you, and then we've all followed a training plan. If you've ever done a run Disney race, you're not just making it up. You have some kind of training plan. And as oh, really, I'm supposed to have a training. Yeah. Plan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I don't Many know. of us. So, see, I well, and that's just see. Me. You're at another level. <laughs> if I don't have a training plan, I will be sitting on my couch with my ice cream. So <laughs> that's kind of that's the other issue that I had. It's like I would follow the training plan. And I would say, okay, well, why is it built this way? And if, what happens if I miss something? And oh my goodness, that did not go the way it was written. So am I, am I out of luck? What do I do now? And there was no one to ask. So going from following a pre-written training plan, it's like, here's your information. Good luck to you. Go with God. You know, and then, you know, hopefully we see you at the finish line. I wanted to know the why behind it. And so I started asking more questions and I started engaging in a little bit more um, with coaches. And then I just decided to hire my own coach um, just two years ago with uh, Coach Christine. So I've been working with her uh, specifically uh, since I started training after Dopey 2017. So I guess it's only been a year and a half. Um, before that, I had coaches through the Another Mother Runner that had kind of a group thing going on and we would all feed off of each other. And then finally I got to a point when I started this channel, like I want a little bit, I want to not just have, okay, somewhere in this brain, I can pull this out and plug it into a video. I want to tell you why. I want to tell you where the science is or at least offer the option for you to go look at the science and say, okay, I've done this research and here's what I can give you. So while I can draw on my own experience and my own knowledge, I thought going into adding that one aspect of credibility, if you will, um, and going and getting my coaching certificate, I think was just kind of the added piece. And I'd been thinking about it for six months, and then it just kind of plopped into my lap. The, uh, the, the weekend in question was like two weeks after Dopey. So I was, already, <laughs> I was already recovering. I'm not running. I'm not like spending that weekend training for a race or anything like that. So I'm just going to go down, and I'm going to sit in, in a chair for two days and, and learn about how to be a coach. So that was really the, I pulled the trigger on that and I talked with my husband. He's like, yeah, I think you should go for it. And I'm panicking, right? Because it's, this is a big step. I think it's a big step because, you know. Now you're responsible for others. Now I'm responsible. What the heck do I know? I can make this stuff up just fine. <laughs> it's like, no, now I actually have to know what I'm talking about. So um, the decision was really to bolster my own knowledge and then one of the things about um, scuba, because I'm also a scuba instructor, is that a good diver is always learning. And I think that's true. If we're not, if we're not learning about how our bodies are doing a certain thing, um, we get bored with it. It's like we always have to mix things up. You know, we, we were talking about this a little bit that, you know, if, if I don't mix it up a little bit, I'm just going to start 
you know, letting it slide and not caring. And so I have to start mixing it up a little bit. And I got to a point that I thought, okay, I need to make a giant leap forward and then kind of fill in that space and just let it sit and stew in my brain for a little bit. So back in January, I went down to Phoenix and I did two days in this coaching course. And it, like, this is the book. Okay. I mean, it is a lot. This is death by PowerPoint, folks. I mean, <laughs> this is, you can see like each one of these, each one of these is a slide. And it was two days of that. And it was insane. So for um, our listeners, she's holding up a... No, sorry, sorry. I'm used to being viral bound. Video, so. Heather's a YouTuber, so she's used to a uh, visual, but it's very heavy, very thick. You could yeah, slot quite a few flies with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely, when I carry it around, I'm like, um, oh my gosh, kunk. So yeah, it's an inch thick and it's all, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount. It's full of post-its, I see. Yeah, well, I had to um, kind of break it down a little bit more. And there's a lot of good information in here. Um, and I have spent enough time, you know, in past videos kind of poo-pooing how I felt about that weekend because it was such uh, a blow to, the, to my ego. Um, I was sitting in a room with people who were calling themselves slow at three hours and seven minutes on a marathon. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I know people who do three hours and seven minutes on a half marathon. It's like, I don't know if I fit in here. And is that going to be healthy? I mean, is that going to be healthy for the people that they coach if they reflect upon themselves as slow? How are they going to be with people who are doing, newbie. you know? Yeah. Exactly. I, I think your attitude is a lot healthier. So you get through, you go there. It's a two-day process. I remember you posting and the stress that you were under yeah. with all of this. Yeah. But it, it, it worked out and you, you passed and that's fantastic. So proud of you for that. Congratulations. I did pass. The process is interesting because you go through this class for two days and you get all this PowerPoint stuff and he hits all of the pertinent information. Luckily, you get to take this thing home. Then you have an online course, or excuse me, an online exam, and it's 100 questions, multiple choice. And it's hard. It's actually pretty dang hard. I, I took three days to take it. Luckily, you can save it and go back. So I took three days to take it, and it's open book because you're taking it online at home. Um, but it was tough, and I did pass, and that, and that was great. The only other thing that they ask of you uh, is to have a CPR first aid certification. That's not a problem again, scuba instructor, that's right. current on that for, you know, 10 years now. So um, that just kind of comes along, just slid that in there. So after this, I sat back really until this past month. Uh, like I said, this was back in January. And then in May, end of May, first part of June, I started thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to really start seeing what I can do with this. So I've been building a couple of training plans. I do currently have a wine and dine training plan ready to go. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, you know, reach out to Joyce Miles, reach out to me on Facebook, however you want to do that. But well, we'll definitely put all of your info in the show notes. Yeah. So I have, um, it's, 
it just doesn't look pretty yet. I'm trying to make it look pretty. So it's <laughs> done. The plan's done. It just doesn't look pretty. So, um, but I designed this wine and dine two course challenge training plan. And then I have reached out to a few people um, that are joyful milers that are also, um, you know, they watch my channel as well and that they have specific challenges that they want to get through. And I thought, okay, well, this is perfect. So I reached out to Jen and what I loved about Jen and why I reached out to her was because she's the one, she came in right at, was it right after or right before wine and dine this past year and asked the question, okay, I feel amazing. I've had a great training season. I've never done a marathon. Do you think I could do it? And I literally read her post. I said, and then my gut just said, yes, you can absolutely do this. I know, you know, you have enough time to, you're healthy, you're ready, you feel it, do it. So yeah. she went down and she finished her first marathon at, at Marathon Weekend. So I was really excited. And that's when I started thinking, oh, you know what, this might be kind of fun. So I reached out to her. Um, and then uh, Juanita, who just recently had surgery and has been struggling getting back from that. So I'm going to kind of work her through all of that and we'll see because she's getting ready for wine and dine. Do you um, do, um, do you do a different plan for say Jen and Juanita? Cause they're kind of at maybe a different probably. place. Yeah. So, so if you take on a client, do you do like, you don't just give them the wine and dine plan. You may tweak it a bit and mm -hmm. give yeah. them something more toward their needs. Is that what, what you would do? Yes, okay. for, not just for their needs, but also for their goals. So, okay. if, for example, um, you know, for example, what Christine does for me, she asks me, okay, you have this race on the calendar that's six, eight, 12 weeks out. What are your goals for that race? So Ogden's a really good example. Um, and I said, I want to PR this race. And she's like, okay. Okay, that means you're throwing down a certain number of pace miles, you know, throughout this next 12 weeks. And it was hard. And I, but I was, I was invested in that goal. Right. Um, so it was, so she took, she's, she would also then look at my weekly, what, what I did every week. And I would, you know, write down my notes and say, this is, and I think the onus is on, it's like a relationship. The onus is on the coach to know what their athlete is doing. And it's on the athlete to know what they've been doing and communicate that to the coach. Because if, if you're not doing that, then you might as well just be reading a standard training plan. Right. Right. So what Christine did um, she's like, well, okay, this one looked great. Well, okay. Tell me what happened here. Cause I was you didn't hit your paces. What happened? So throughout this 12 weeks, we just kept communicating. Um, and that's what I would do with these guys too. And just say, okay, well you have this goal. Heather is another, uh, Heather Lyles Mitchell is another one of our, um, another one of the ones I reached out to. She's a, pretty new at running and she's getting into it. She loves the Galloway run walk program, but I think she's looking to run consistently. And, and for a lot of runners, it's like, I just want to run for a full mile without feeling, feeling like I'm going to die. And that's, 
not she's not necessarily there but she wants to go from the run walk to a consistent walk right so her her plans for example would be okay very specific within each run all right i'm making up numbers right now but let's just say that she starts out with a four minute walk one or excuse me four minute run one minute walk we'll just end up tweaking those in the other direction. So it's going to be a little bit longer of a run and then a shorter walk and a longer run and a shorter walk until she's running, you know, so long at that just all the way through. And then if once we get to running consistently for a mile and she wants to get to a certain pace, then we would start adding speed work. And that's where you're getting into the, you know, the fartleks and the interval training and all of that. And that's, those are just fancy words for different ways of gaining speed and they all have a different purpose. So, so now that you've brought that up, I, um, <laughs> I'm still, I've been running, I think like six years and just recently I started looking into some different, you know, different types of runs, like speed runs, fartleks, tempo. I'm like, what are these? Like, I just go out and jog and walk when I need to like that's just all I've done all this time um so if you could just give a you know quick summary of what the difference is because I don't even know and I'm sure some of our listeners don't know um just just a quick little like summary of what the difference would be between a tra I guess what are the, the choices like a training run a hill run um, like what would you do? So say today you said, Jackie, I want you to do hills. Like what does someone do? Do you find a place to run up a hill? Do you do it on yeah. a treadmill? Yeah. And, and if you, if you're, if you're looking at treadmill running, um, you know, I, I like to think of that as a completely different animal because it is, it is not the same as running on out, out in the world because the, 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 uh, the treadmill does the work, you know, some of the work for you a little bit. When you're talking about hills, when you have hill repeats, for example, and, and let's just go back one, you have repeats. So depending on the goal, it's going to be how long is the repeat. So the longer the race distance, the longer you're going to run at that repeat. Well, if you're adding hills, then you're just doing the same repeat up a hill. I have a short sledding hill here. We have a very flat neighborhood, but I have a short so, sledding hill. I mean, it's, it's a big enough, it's a hill that you would actually sled down. Cause when I think of hills, yeah. I'm just thinking of like maybe a little incline, like a ramp on a throughway. So like, yeah. this is, no, this that's is, about right. That is okay. about right. I mean, our sledding hill isn't that big. I mean, really? Okay. <laughs> so well, I'm just like, I'm literally just thinking like what hill? Cause I mean, we do have a sledding hill and it's not high, but it's steep. So if you want to imagine the same, the same, um, uh, what am I thinking? Inclination, the same angle as an off like a highway off ramp. Okay. If you can imagine that and then find a hill in your neighborhood, that's about the same. And it doesn't have to be long. So um, how long would you say is like a good time to be running up it? Because say it's, say it is super long. I mean, it's like, 30 seconds, a minute, 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute at most, depending on what you're training for. And okay. really, if you're training for a hill race, like where there are a lot of hills in it, you want more hills. But really, if you are running up the hill to, because you're building the muscle, you're, you're forcing your glutes to push yourself up the hill. And that's um, one of my favorite phrases is hills equals eat marathons for breakfast legs. 
So that's the kind of, you know, it just makes you stronger, even if you're not running a hilly type of race. Um, it's, it's a strengthening piece of the, of an endurance sport. Would you so, recommend avoiding steep hills or does it, um, yeah, like are those dangerous? Can you hurt yourself? Like I just, it depends. I mean, that would be like, oh, how are your knees? You know, if you yeah. have any issues at all, then definitely, you know, don't, handle don't go nuts. air. But okay. uh, the other, the other issue sometimes with hills is that if it is a grassy hill, you know, it can be uneven terrain. So just care, like hiking single track, if you're out in the middle of the mountains um, or, you know, back country or whatever, and, and you go up hills, it can be kind of narrow and and uneven terrain. So you've got to be careful okay. there. So you um, would say just like up 30 down, then you walk down or do you walk, walk down? down? If you run down again, you want to be careful of your knees and there's almost okay. like you have to learn how to run down hills. I personally walk down hills. Yeah. Okay. It hurts for um, me to run down hills. It hurts. And now granted I'm training for a downhill race, but you know, well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking hills, I, my hills have typically been six to 10 repetitions, 30 seconds a piece. That's okay. about as long as they'll go. And typically at the end of a run, these are, you know, hill strides. Then you have, you know, just regular strides. They're an acceleration into, you know, you're just jogging along at a nice easy pace. And then you just slowly pick up speed, pick up speed, pick up speed, and then decelerate again. And then that might take 20, 30 seconds. You do that four to eight, four to eight times, um, anywhere in the middle of your run. And that is, what is that called? It, that strides. I've seen it called a lot of different things. Strides, accelerators. Um, Jeff Galloway calls them accelerators. I think, oh gosh, I can't remember what he calls them, but almost every coach has a different name for them. Okay. But the idea is that you're accelerating into the repetition and then you're decelerating out of it. It's not like you're hitting the gas and you go. It's that you're, it's nice. It's a nice slow um, acceleration and deceleration. Those are strides or accelerators. Um, you have, you know, we talked about hills. Then you have track intervals. And again, depending on um, the, the length of the race will depend on the distance of your track intervals. If it's a 5k or 10k, you might be doing 200s or 400s. If you do, if you're doing a marathon, you might be doing 800s, thousands, you know, miles. So those are, um, short, intense workouts. I mean, you're doing, again, depending on your goals, you might be doing four of these intervals at, you know, two or three minutes faster than your regular training pace. When I say training pace, that's when we're talking about conversation pace. That's when you're just jogging along, having a good time. You're with your BRF, you're at Disney and you're like, oh, should we stop here? Yeah, that, that's the conversation pace that we're talking okay. about. So conversation pace, you should be able to sing the Brady Bunch song, okay? So think about it this way. Here's the story. <gasps> da -da 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 -da. Okay, so <laughs> I'm using a line. You're getting rid of all of that air, and then you have to inhale. So that is that's your conversation pace. 
Okay. okay. Um, it's the sing, not talk, even though we're singing the Brady Bunch song. And this was brilliant. This was one of the things that I got from the, the coaching uh, course. I'm like, oh, I am so using that. <laughs> so um, that's when you're not sure how, if you're working too hard, try that. And if you can't do it, slow down. Um, there's also, um, then there's my favorite, which is the fartlek. Yes. What is a fartlek? I hear fartlek is, what it is. It's, it's Swedish for speed play. And all it means is that it's, it doesn't have to be structured. Although I have had some structured fartlek workouts. Um, you just, you know, you're running along and I like to listen to, I like to think about it as the playlist, the playlist workout. So a song comes on and your feet are clipping along to that beat as you go. And then the next song comes on and it's a little faster. And so you're going a little faster or you decide that you're going to pick up your pace during the chorus and then slow back down. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can just kind of play and there's no specific speed at which you have to hit. It's just you're, you're accelerating and decelerating and you are mixing it up for your muscles so it's basically a run where you choose this time like when to amp it up and then bring yep. it down but when you bring it down you're still running yeah okay. or you can walk i mean i've i've added walks in there i'm like you know what that one was really a little bit too hard i think i'm gonna walk and let my heart rate come back down okay. um so yeah the the fart licks are my favorite and those are really good um we, I did a lot of fartleks with my son when he was training for his first 10K. Um, it was, it's just a way to stay engaged. And it's like, okay, instead of you know, running for 12 miles and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this done. Take a mile breaks it up. and just play with it a little bit. Right. So, it reminds me of like my, my Orange Theory workouts. I mean, you're on a treadmill, but like, and you'll be running maybe 20 minutes, but they don't say go on the treadmill, run 20 minutes. Instead, right. they'll say, all right, you have your base pace, ramp it up for 30 seconds and then bring it down. And you know what I mean? You never know what they're going to do. So I would and guess that's, would that's a really that. good example, actually. So it might be that you're, that that 20 minutes is, you know, all over the place, but it's, it, it's definitely that, that type of workout. And they're not typically long, you know, they're not designated for your long runs. Your long runs are really just your long runs at conversation pace. So what a, is there a difference between like a speed run and a, a fart, fartlet? Fart, um, they all <laughs> kind of come under the same umbrella, right? So okay. you have intervals on the track, you have strides, which are kind of the low end, but then you have fartleks, which are kind of in the middle. Then you have something called tempo runs where you are trying to hit a specific pace for which you're training, especially if you have a specific time goal. Um, so tempo runs look like, you know, you warm up at your normal training pace for a mile and then you try to hit, you know, your goal race pace. So I want to do a 210 half marathon. So I need to be hitting a 940 race pace for two miles. And then I bring it back down and then I recover from that and I might do it again. But the idea is that I'm not training at that pace all the time. It's just during this specific tempo workout. Okay. So all of these things kind of come under the umbrella of speed and or pace. And when we're, when we start to talk about, um, you know, your specific goals, we can refine that definition and decide where each of these kind of fit in. So, 
So if you were to come up with a training plan, do you actually like have a calendar and say like Monday and this kind of run and Tuesdays, this kind of run and Wednesdays rest? Do you do it like that? Is that how it works? I do. And um, with any luck, I will be having conversations with the folks, with, with clients and say, okay, when, when is a good day for you to do your long run? Because for some people it might be Saturday or Sunday, but for some people they work on the weekends. They can't do that. So, <laughs> so like, always like a Tuesday. <laughs> right. So if your long run is, it ends up on a Tuesday, I can work around that and not make you have to, you know, try to, you know, do the shell game and figure out where yeah. you're going to put those runs. So yes, I do. I sit down with a calendar specific to the goal and the, the person and their schedule, because I think that's, again, it comes down to having that relationship with the runner and we have we have a thunderstorm outside right now. So if you hear any thundering, <laughs> everything's fine. You're good. Um, I don't hear anything so far. So this is like, uh, I guess this is not a video, so I'm not even going to show you that. <laughs> we heard the paper wrestling. <laughs> Jeez. It was um, a very nice looking paper. I, it is I, a nice looking paper because Christine makes her training plans look really, really nice. I'm still working on that part. <laughs> so I've got to build my training plans. And, and again, like you, the, a coach and a, and a runner or an athlete will, will put together something that is specific for one a one-time deal right so I've been working with Christine now for 18 months and every single one of my months looks different and at depending on the goal depending on what's going on in my life um, but a training plan if you go into Jeff Galloway over at Run Disney he's like okay here's your start date Tuesday Thursday Saturday Tuesday Thursday Saturday Tuesday Thursday Saturday uh, and it almost never changes and especially you know when you have three out of four Walt Disney World runs look very similar. You've got a 5K, 10K half. Um, it's, it's like, we're just going to take the same thing and we're going to change the date. Yeah. And there's no, almost no interaction because it's hard. I mean, of course, Jeff Galloway, busy, busy man. Um, you know, he, he can only do so much. And right. when you're making a training plan, a one-size-fits-all thing, there are going to be things that fit that slip between the cracks. So I think when you're making the transition from buying or finding a training plan for free online or however you choose to do it, know that there's a lot of wiggle room and it's not gospel. This is not set in stone. You can look at a training plan and tweak it however you like, mm -hmm. um, you know, depending on the goals. And when you have, like wine and dine is a good example. Let's just take that one. Um, if you're doing the two course challenge, the, the concept is your goal is to do two races back to back and possibly handle the parks. So it's time on your feet. That's your number one goal. Unless you're trying to PR that half marathon. If you're just doing the half marathon and you're trying to PR that half marathon, then not only is it mileage, but it's speed. Yeah. Right. right. So each, person is going to take with them something, some other kind of, of, of goal. So that's, that is, uh, again, it, it goes back to the individual goals. If you're trying to do dopey for the first time, you just want to survive. <laughs> <laughs> so, or even, you know, even a first time marathoner is like, I just want to yeah. get through it. I don't even know 
beyond 13.1 miles, 14, 15, however long my longest training run has ever been. And now I've got to do 26.2. I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> so I definitely that, think, um, sorry, could you no, go ahead. Talk, like talking with, with Chris who has used a coach and talking to you, if people are wondering, like he definitely says using the coach has kept him motivated. It's held him accountable. And, you know, like you said, we can all download a plan online. I know I have. And I tell you, I'm being quite honest, I've never, ever followed one through. Now, I'm, I will admit also I'm not a type A person. I'm not someone who goes by lists very well. So Like Laura. I, <laughs> like Laura. So I do like the fact that you're, you're saying, you know, it, there's wiggle room. You know, yeah. if you use a coach and I say, hey, you know, this happened today and I didn't get to it. You know, I think it's kind of cool you have someone to say, all right, that's cool. Next week we're going to try to fix it and make up where you missed out. Right. So I definitely see the benefit of using a coach. So if anyone's thinking about it, I mean, and I would love to have the people that you're working with. I definitely in the future we need to have them on and, and see, you know, how their experience running the races was. after. You Only if they coach. have good experience. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have a good experience. <laughs> Only I if have they, no doubt. Only if they don't hate me. <laughs> no, they won't hate. You. No, and, and it's it's been kind of a fascinating thing um, because I'm not just looking at because my husband Dave is doing the wine and dine two course challenge and this will be his first challenge, um, but he's you know I'm, he's going to be one of my test subjects. I don't want to say guinea pigs because that just sounds you know clinical and you know. <laughs> it, but you know he's he's going through the process as well, and which is nice because then I can say if he's not speaking to me, then maybe it's a <laughs> training plan. It's I always know. a little harder with your spouse, I think. <laughs> so, I, you want me to do what? Yes, <laughs> I no, run better no, with strangers because no. I got to be nice. <laughs> so, and especially after his, you know, I know what his running background is because I've been there for most of it. I mean, he just decided he was going to train for the marathon. He finished. He had a lot of challenges along the way. Um, and so I can work with that instead of him taking Jeff Galloway's program and saying, I don't know what to do with this. I haven't been able to follow it. I broke it. What do I do? Yeah. And so I would take, I actually kind of went through this and I said, all right, well, let me take what's left. You have eight weeks left. I'll take what Jeff Galloway did and give you something that's still going to get you across the finish line. So Pete, a lot of new runners don't know that that's possible. And when you're looking at something like Galloway and you see Dopey Challenge is a 29 week plan, holy Moses in a mm -hmm. basket, how on earth am I going to do 29 weeks? Mm -hmm. Well, that offers up a lot of room to miss a couple of runs and not feel guilty. Yeah. Because one run missed, and this is, if anything, one run missed is not going to kill your race. Yeah, people A week's worth that. of runs missed is not going yeah. to kill you. My husband so, gets on my case so much because I often want to make up runs. He's like, no, Laura, just <laughs> cross it off. It's a missed <laughs> run. You know? Let it go. Let it go. Yes. Let it go. Yes. <laughs> Elsa is like my favorite person. Every time that comes up, it's like, just be like Elsa. Let, Let it go. I do love that you come from the background of using a coach as well. Cause I think, you know, you're not just someone who like ran really fast and was like, yeah, I'm going to become a coach. Like you've used one. Mm -hmm. 
and you've benefited from it. And now you're putting your spin on it. It's not like you're doing exactly what coach Christine did, but you're going to take things you liked or enjoyed and then add your own little spin on it. So, and I, I think, think too, cool. there's value in not being a super fast runner. I have never broken, uh, I've, you know, I've never broken a 10 minute mile consistently on anything over a 10 K. Yeah. So, um, I, and I'm, I think there's value in that. And this is something that I brought up at the, the weekend when I'm surrounded by these multiple Ironman triathletes and you know, Boston, <laughs> Boston marathoners. And I'm like, guys, you know what? I am literally in the middle of the pack. If you look at any single race result and do the math, I am literally 50% of the pack. Like I am halfway back almost every single time. I'm kind of proud of that actually. Hey. <laughs> So it's it's like you have to have someone who knows what it's like being back there. Yeah. And it's Um, less intimidating. Like, I'm sorry, but I would not want to have a coach. No, that was like, um, you know, an Olympic qualifier because that's just not where my level is at. And so to me, it would be, I'd be like, no, they're pushing me too hard. Even if they weren't, I would think that they are. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm not where you are. You're pushing me too much. Like, I think I would, I just think personally that would scare me. Well, thank you for hey. sharing all your knowledge and congratulations on getting your certification. I have no doubt you're going to do very well on the thing that you're yeah. taking. It's on. it's a scary, scary thing. I, I like I luckily I know these ladies that um, that I emailed. To, I just like just today as the day you know the day we're and recording. All lovely. And they're wonderful people and, and they're super patient with me because I've been kind of dragging my feet on this stuff too. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't think, I don't know if I can do this. Is that gonna, gotta do I really had to psych myself up and finally I just got it. And don't worry about your training plans looking pretty because. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. So, um, look for that. And like I said, I've got, I'm going to have a wine and dine training group coming up. Um, I think I'm going to do that specifically. I'll have a couple of things for Paris. Um, and believe it or not, some people are already picking, you know, how am I going to train for dopey? Because because Galloway starts this month. Wow. Wow. That is a scary Galloway for dopey starts this month. Does that mean if you miss the boat, you're not Mm going to make it? It, To me, I think anything longer than 20 weeks is a bit much. Yeah. That's my, just, personal, that's my personal. And feeling. what are your thoughts? I know we've talked to other people about this on this podcast about Galloway having where you go uh, 20, is it 26 miles, uh, like three weeks before, before as compared to a lot of plans that have you only go up to 20 miles for a full marathon. I'm, just, I'm asking for a curiosity for myself because I think 20 is fine. I think, I think the, the, the hard part about seeing that on the Galloway plans. And again, he has forgotten more about running than I will ever learn. I certainly not criticizing him as a coach. I, I still struggle to understand why that's on there. And especially, you know, a couple of times. Um, I think there is a point of diminishing returns after about six hours, probably even five. Once you're spending that much time on your feet in one run, you're doing more harm than good. So if you can't finish that 29, I, I would rather see, here's what I would rather see from those plans, a time as opposed to a mileage. Oh, well, I only did 20 miles in that 
five hours or six hours, that's fine because that pace isn't going to feel the same on race day. And, you know, right now you're running on tired legs for 29 weeks. Well, for 24 of those 29 weeks, you are running on tired legs. Once you get to race day, that's what tapers all about. That's why we're not running a 20 miler right before the race. So I, I think if people are gung ho and feel good and want to do that 29 miles, more power to them. Is it required? Is it going to make or break your race day? Absolutely not. If you are getting at least one 20 miler in and with something like dopey, you know, get the, it's the back to back to back runs, right? You do your four day dopey simulations. I actually like those. Um, and he's one of the only ones that I see do it. I think Higdon does it too. But, yes. Um, you know, to see those simulations, um, I think that is a mental thing too. I think the reason why Galloway puts 26 plus milers on there is, is really just a mental thing. And unless you're running, you know, if you're, if you're running, if you're walking 16 minute miles and you're expected to do, I mean, how long are you out there? Let's do the math. Oh my gosh. We were out there for almost what? Eight hours. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So long. We stopped a lot, but I'm just saying we were out there a lot. Like that's a long time on your feet. Yeah, it'll be like seven hours and 36 minutes or something. I needed a meal. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And once you get into that, you know, you know, that you're, you're hitting exactly on it. You're getting into dehydration issues. You are wearing your muscles out and your ligaments out, your skeletal structure. It's just all breaking down. And in order to keep going, you can't necessarily eat to do that. The eat is the refueling, but you, you should be done. Okay. If your body's telling you to eat, then maybe it's time to stop. I I mean, again, I'm not certainly not criticizing Jeff Galloway. I think he knows a lot about running. I think there are a lot of mental sides of of why. Yeah. Maybe it's like his way of letting people know on race day, like I've already done it. So you're okay. Right. Absolutely. It's it's more, I think, to calm anxiety, but I, I will say I have never trained more than I think 18 to 20. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I um first time I did dopey, my longest run was seventeen and a half miles. Yeah, I think that's how all mine have been. And, and awesome. because I was going by time, I was I think it was the longest run was four hours. And that's all I could manage in four hours. And that was I still finished, so it was yeah. fine. Yeah. Um so yeah. Good. Now Heather, I know you came in here with a list of some tips for Beginner runners, we're running out of time. Did, is there anything on that list that we can quickly go through that we did not hit? I can do this really rapid fire. Oh, I want to see it. I'm going to do this super rapid fire. So if you are just coming into running and you are going to social media and asking all kinds of questions, that's a great place to start. Ask your questions. But I would also encourage you to have some kind of professional know somebody who knows what they're talking about, which means go to your local running specialty store and tell them who you are, introduce yourself, make, you know, make some kind of relationship with that running specialty store, because then you don't have to ask your Facebook group the question, what kind of shoes should I get? You can ask that running specialty store, the employee there who knows every single shoe on that wall and they can show you exactly the right shoe for you and they will walk you through literally walk you and run you through 
getting the right shoe for you. That is a number one. And then for ladies, same deal with sports bras. I'm just going to leave it. You got to protect the puppies, gals. You got you to gotta hold in the girls, right? Unless so, you want to have them look like tennis balls and tube socks. See? Think and about so that image. And so if you have a running specialty store, you can't do that. You can't just, you know, go order something online because you're guessing. You go, you go into the, 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 the dressing room at the specialty store and you, you do the bounce test. I mean, you're jumping up and down. Serious? That is what happens. So... That's part of it. You have to test out the equipment. Um, once you get into, you know, it, it helps you with data and gear. Like if, if you want to get a watch, you want to be able to find the right watch for your needs. You don't want to spend more than you really need to. Um, clothing. The other thing about having a running specialty store that's close to you is the community. You will meet other local runners. They will tell you really great places to run. They'll give you great ideas. You'll meet new friends, go on their group runs, and build that community. Because Facebook is fantastic for community, but there is nothing like a face-to-face -face community that will help you answer your questions, you know, they can see you. They can tell, okay, this is how you're running. I can't see how you run on Facebook, but I can see how you run in a group run. So I think all of those things, my dog's freaking out because of the thunder. Um, so I think find a running specialty store, a number one. Um, have a road ID. Always, always, always have some kind of identification with you. Um, and be safe, have a safe place to run. If that means you're running with someone, if that means you are telling somebody where you're going, um, be accountable to where you're going, what you're doing. And speaking of accountability, have, um, keep track of what you're doing. Um, if you are starting a Couch to 5K program and you, your, your first three runs feel like complete crap, but then, and you write all that down, you're like, this run sucked. I, can't, I couldn't breathe. It just, I felt terrible. My legs hurt, my feet hurt, everything. I don't want to do this anymore. And you keep going and you follow through and you cross that first finish line, first 5K, and then you go back and you say, wait, remember when this hurt? That was fun. Oh, cool. I'm going to do that again. So journal it, track it, keep notes, make and, and this is part of what I do with Christine all the time and what I'm going to encourage my clients to too is think about what you're doing with your running. Not just, you know, I'm, I did this number of miles and this number of minutes. It's all good. I ran today. There's more to it than that. It's, well, this one like just felt harder. My paces were good, but it just felt harder. I was breathing heavier. I don't know. So just keep track of it. You may never look at it again but you might, and you might say, I remember that run. That's the run when I saw that bald eagle or, you know, all of these other things. So find some way to remember what you've done. If not every single run on the significant ones, because there are seriously some runs that you're just going to want to forget, but have some way to be accountable to yourself. And then if you have trouble getting out the door in the morning, find someone to run with you or find someone who will call your butt at five o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, have you gone running yet? <laughs> Just get people out the door. And I think if you have a community, 
as a new runner, um, it's going to help you stay with your goal and meet your goal and find the joy in it because running can be such a solo sport. But if we know that we're not alone, even when we're running alone, it makes all the difference in the world. That was my really quick. Very good. That's awesome. Great, great, great suggestions in there. So, wow, I think, I think we are about at our time, but Heather, this has been really fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. And again, congratulations for your, you're going to be a fantastic, wonderful, amazing coach. And we can tell everyone that we knew you when. <laughs> well, I, I plan on, I plan on being around for a long time. I, I love, I love this community and I love the support that this, is, that this community brings. And I think, um, you know, between Joy for Miles, Running with Grace, Res Runs, all these folks that have kind of built up this YouTube community and then mm -hmm. this running community, not just with Run Disney, but, you know, internationally. Yeah. There's and you know we're shooting we're 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 recording this on Global Running Day and I think there's something. Oh, that's right. We haven't mentioned that. that. Thanks. You know, I think I think it's something that there is this worldwide community of runners that there's there's a brotherhood and a sisterhood that you know we we know we know what it's like to be a runner even you know whether we're throwing down eight minute miles or. 15 minute miles. Mm -hmm. We know what it's like that. We know some of the struggles and we all have those days. And I guess if there's one more thing I want to say about, you know, tips, there are going to be days that blow hard. This is not fun. I don't like doing this. This is not what I want to be doing today. I don't want to run. I don't want to be here. But then there are also going to be days like, Oh my gosh, what a fantastic day for a run. And you can't have one without the other. And I think if we know that they're going appreciate to the one without the other. Exactly. And I think if you know that there are going to be those hard days, there are going to be hard races. You can work your butt off and have a terrible race. There are always going to be more races. There are always going to be more goals. You can always push yourself next time. As long as it's disheartening and it's sometimes it stinks, but it really is a journey a finish line is just one step on that journey. It's not the destination. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Heather, for being so supportive of Joyful Miles. I it's love you guys. Cool. Like, I mean, I look back a year ago. Gosh, I don't even think we've, we've met or knew each other or very little. Or, you know, we just were just slowly. talking about Avengers at this point. I know. It's just like crazy. And now I'm like, it's just brought so many friends you know, so the running community, it's not just about running. Like it's, it it's, it's friendship. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's great. So yep. take yep. the leap. If you're new to this, get out there, meet people. Um, and you'll find running is enjoyable, even though there are those, <laughs> there are those hard moments. <laughs> there are those days. Trust me. Yep. We all have them. So no, thank you guys so much for having, having me on again. And I really appreciate it. I love talking about this. I love, I love seeing people find that spark. And that, yes. ju that just excites me when I, when I see somebody say, Oh, I had a great run today. And it's like, Oh, yay. It's just so exciting. So I get excited for people when they're excited about their journey. So I just love, I love this community. It's great. Awesome. Thank you guys.
All right. Well, thank you, uh, Heather, again. And thanks, everyone who is listening and for supporting both uh, Heather's channel. Oh, Heather, real quick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Heather Jurgensen over on YouTube. It's that simple. J-E-R-G-E-N-S-E-N, Heather Jurgensen. And GoFindYourAwesome.com is my blog where I occasionally post uh, a race recap. And I'm probably going to do a little bit more coaching stuff over there. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Grace and Pretzels. And that's kind of where the community comes together. But I think I'm, I think I'm a little more active in Joyful Miles. So if you're in the Joyful Miles crew, you know. <laughs> You're, you'll find me. You Just find you know, tag me in a post or something like that. And right. after Joyful Miles, we have like our Joyful Miles page on Facebook, but we also have the Joyful Miles Running Club. And I think that's really where the best chance to really kind of make relationships, get to know people. And we're all on there together. Yeah. Um, share, share your runs, share your journey, where you're at, where you want to go. And, um, you know, make race plans with other runners out there and meet yeah. up. It's, it's so it's so much fun. So check yeah, out. I, I love it. We made the decision to keep it promo free. It's, it's not about, it's about just all of us communicating and supporting each other. And there's other bloggers and YouTubers in there as well. Gerald's in there. So I, I love it. So very good. Kimberly, Kimberly Estabrook. So yeah, it's not something you're going to go. We're promoting, you know, our stuff. It's more about building each other up as runners yeah. and friends. Yes. Exactly. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Come check us out. Check out Heather. Thank you again. Thanks to all of our listeners and all your support. We truly, truly appreciate it. Once again, if you have a second, please rate and review us. That would be amazing and help us grow. Uh, and check out our Instagram, Twitter. We're just, we're a bunch of, <laughs> we're all over everywhere. the place. <laughs> Social media everywhere. <laughs> except except uh snapchat we yeah. haven't ventured in snapchat and probably never will because i don't get it but it's okay. i don't get snapchat i really don't get snapchat but that's me okay. <laughs> so again thank you for listening everybody and heather come on you're the guest are you gonna take us out joyful miles what? i thought i did it differently this what? time than i did last time <laughs> that was gorgeous i was like looking for some jazz hands with that one Oh, I'll do the jazz hands. <laughs> do jazz and jazz hands. I, I was jazz. I was in show choir. Does that answer a lot of questions about me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from Rob, who couldn't join us today, Jackie and myself, take care and as always, happy running. Have a joyful day.